BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. So I'm a father of what? I got to find a babysitter. I found Care.com and I was blown away. Through the platform, I was able to find local and experienced candidates along with their reviews and rates, which were way more affordable than I anticipated. Care.com really put me at ease knowing that they were all required to go through a background check. If you're like me and you need to find someone reliable for your child care necessities, check out care.com. Find the ideal sitters for your child care needs. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a 1,000 at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. There is nothing more overrated than niceness, being nice. And I don't have any idea how we degraded so much of a nation that we regularly have people running for office now talking about how nice they are, trying to prove how nice they are. Why? 
Niceness has a gigantic cost. I need you to be smart. I need you to do the greatest good for the greatest number of people. I need you to put America first or your company first or your family first, whatever the cost, whether it's nice or not. If I get home from work tonight and my sons beg me to have nothing but ice cream for their dinner for the next 365 days, I could be nice and tell them yes, or I could tell them that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Go out and clean up the yard until I call you in for Brussels sprouts. Which is the right thing and which is the nice thing? We as a country, we are failing our own citizens. We are failing the people south of the border with this gigantic border crisis that has hit this country in the face like a two-by-four. I am sickened by it. I'm sickened by why it happened. And why did it happen? It happened because Joe Biden and the entire scumbag Democratic Party got up during the campaign and after the campaign and regularly campaigned on the how many people, how nice we are. Look how nice we are. Oh, no, no, everyone should be welcome. Uh, this is, we're the nicest. I'm nice. We're not, no, come on in. We'll give you health care, education. We're not going to put you in cages. So then Joe Biden gets elected, and all of a sudden, they're coming. Well, of course they're coming. You were nice. Told everybody how nice you were. Well, they have TVs too, and now they're coming. Now they're coming. Only, like I said, niceness has a high cost. And I'll, I'll get to it in a minute. And just to, just to give a heads up, some of this stuff's going to be hard to deal with. But I want America first. I always will want America first because I believe a government's priority, a government's obligation is to its own citizens first. But I am still a human being. And I still value human life. I don't think that my life is necessarily more valuable than somebody who's poor coming from Honduras trying to make a better life for themselves here. And it's certainly not more valuable than the kids. We understand, and this is going to be hard to hear, I'm sorry, but you have to hear it. You understand people routinely die on these journeys, right? Kids. You understand that women are routinely assaulted terribly. And when I say assaulted terribly, it means exactly what you think it means. I just don't want to use the word because it's so terrible to think about. There are actual locations where they will take them, trees, and then they'll leave these scumbags will leave souvenirs at these locations. For the women, they've done that too. Mothers will give their own daughters birth control pills before making the journey in anticipation of being assaulted along the way. This is not a sometimes thing. This is an every single journey thing. We, our niceness, oh, come on in, open for business, has a cost. It has a high high cost. And what do we have? What do we have in this country now? We have scumbags like AOC who still can't manage to shut her mouth. They want to say, what about the surge? Well, first of all, just gut check, stop. Anyone who's using the term surge around you consciously is trying to invoke a militaristic frame. And that's a problem because these, this is not a surge. These are children and they are not insurgents and we are not being invaded, which by the way, is a white supremacist idea, philosophy. The idea that if an other is coming in the population, 
that this is like an invasion of who we are. I'm sorry, because we are all now dumber for having listened to that idiot speak about anything. But it's weird, you see, I remember when people were coming to the border under Donald Trump, and I remember all this concentration camp and Nazi, and of course, white supremacist talk, and I remember hearing all about the kids in cages. In fact, I remember, I remember AOC doing a little photo op at the border with the fake crying and the wearing white and the, uh, look at, oh, look how sad she is for the kids. Hmm. Well, we not only have just as many, if not more, kids in cages now, I'm sorry to tell you, we have kids dying. We have a nine-year-old. Nine-year-old girl died trying to cross the Rio Grande. Like I said, niceness has a cost. This open borders rhetoric has a cost. And human trafficking, we like to imagine, you and I like to imagine, and I do this too, that we live in a much more modern, civilized era. We're not like those old barbarians. And we don't have... We don't have slavery these days, right? Don't we? Here's how Customs and Border Patrol describes human trafficking. It occurs when a person is induced by force, fraud, or coercion to work under total or near total control of another person or organization, slavery or involuntary servitude. It's forced to pay off a loan by working instead of paying money for an agreed-upon or unclear period of time or even without an agreement as to the time frame. Or the last one, and I apologize, I understand this is difficult to hear, perform a sex act for money or, or anything of value if under 18, so on and so forth. Yes, that's right. And I want to explain something because I know we don't like to think about that. We don't like to think about any of that, right? The slavery, the, the, the acts, the, we don't like to think about it. It's ugly stuff. This is not something, something that's happening every other day. Uh, just one guy here and one girl there. It's, they are coming in waves, waves every single day. And it's happening here. The human smuggling portion of what the cartels do in Mexico. You know there's a bunch of different cartels. That There's not a cartel. There are tons and tons of them. But there are cartels who are making so much money on slavery, on human trafficking, they don't even deal drugs anymore. Do you understand how crazy that is? There are groups out there that look at the market and think, why even bother with drugs? Slaves are hot right now. And where are they sending them? Right here. Niceness has a cost. And contrary to popular belief, every single person crossing the southern border is not just a poor farmer from Guatemala looking to make a little money and send some back home to little Billy who needs more to eat. No. Quote. This is a headline. Increasing numbers of deported child sex offenders appearing at the U.S. border. And I already mentioned the cartels. We all know the cartels are coming. The cartels are going to thrive on whatever market we open up for them. And Joe Biden's rhetoric has opened up a, mar a market of chattel slavery. I don't have a better way to put it. I don't have a different way to put it. This stuff, this stuff is barbaric. Oh, and the drugs are coming too. 
And look, you know I don't judge you. I'm a bad human being. I don't judge you and, and things you've done in your life. Lord knows I've done more of them than you have. Believe me on that. But we have a drug bust here, a million dollars worth of cocaine, and that's the one they caught. I want you to keep this in mind all the time. When you hear about a huge drug bust on the border or a huge human trafficking bust, this guy gets busted, this guy gets busted, so on and so forth. Remember this. They don't even catch half. They don't even catch half. That's what they caught. So when you hear a million dollars worth of cocaine, oh, a lot more than that got through. When you hear about this child sex offender busted at the border, oh, a lot more than that got through. They're getting through because we've purposely surged the border with our niceness. Oh, come on, come on up. No, I'm a nice guy. No, it's free health care, child care. Oh, shoot, we'll, we'll toss you a soccer ball. We'll let you play some hoops. Life is good. Come on in. Well, that has a cost. And maybe the most disgusting part of it is we spent the last year carpet, bo carpet bombing U.S. society with coronavirus fears. Haven't you heard? Go home, lock down, wear a mask, put on your gloves, drown yourself in hand sanitizer every single night, or we're all going to die. Oh, well. Don't forget the COVID numbers. Some of these places are at 1,700% capacity. 1,700%. Some of these people are not being tested for coronavirus before being released into U.S. cities. I thought coronavirus was the biggest concern in the world. It was worth wiping out America, right? Ah! Or was all that just political? What's happening at the border is because of our niceness, because of our naivete. The nicest thing an American president could do would be to stand up behind a microphone and tell people there are landmines and crocodiles at the border. We're gonna release a pack of wolves on you if you try to come here. Now, we don't wanna actually do that, obviously, but you wanna keep people home because that journey is not a pleasant one and it ain't like they're living the high life when they get here. They spend the rest of their lives doing sometimes unspeakable things to try to pay off a debt to the cartels. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. We got a great show for you tonight. Hang on. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy, I dipped for so long, and what would happen is I would decide I'm gonna quit. Ah, it's bad for me, I'm gonna quit. I'm a man, I don't need any help, I'm just gonna quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch, that didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds, I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Shoes. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Shoes. It's tobacco-free, it's nicotine-free, it's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. 
You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years was solely dedicated working on the cover. Now I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink, the guys come in, I'm gonna go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. Well, there's nobody, and this pains me to say this, there's nobody I know who knows more about the border, the situation in Mexico and Central America than Breitbart's very own Brandon Darby. He's managing director over there and co-founder of the Cartel Chronicles. Brandon, uh, you've been all over this stuff for a very, very, very long time. And a little birdie today told me about some new cartel that's emerging and we might have the Zetas joining with someone else. What's this all about? Well, I mean, there's, there's always different factions. You know, one of the things that I routinely say, and I think I've said on the show several times, is that most of the cartels as we know them are actually uh, a consortium of different regional criminal groups and factions. And so we're constantly having, you know, we're constantly having like Cartel Jalisco New Generation was really just a faction of the Sinaloa Federation, but they decided to break away and become their own, uh, their own cartel, right? So uh that's that's what we're seeing it's it's obviously something we have to report on uh but it's it's really routine and commonplace that these groups are forever uh aligning themselves you know like the gulf cartel is at war with los zetas but really the matamoros faction is kind of working with los zetas to fight the reynosa faction of the gulf cartel so they're at war with them and they're allied with them i mean it's just kind of a big mess really you know okay the I'm going to ask the dumbest question of all, but you actually would probably know the answer to this. Are there some cartels that are worse than the others? Like, is there a cartel that, I mean, I realize none of these guys are, are Sunday school teachers, but is there one that's not that bad and there's one that's basically demons or, or are they all just crap? Well, they're all crap for sure. Um, okay. I think, you know, this is where you get into some really tricky stuff and this is a very contentious issue, even among my own team. Um, you know, I single out cartels who seem to care less about tomorrow and only care about today's profits and the violence that that brings. I, I, I tend to single them out more than I do just old school drug cartels who traffic drugs and really try not to mess with most people as long as those people leave them alone. I think that's a very different deal than cartels like Los Zetas or the Reynosa faction of the Gulf cartel who are actually trying to have a parallel government. They're actually trying to control the mechanisms of government so that they can avoid the, they're not trying to take over the government directly so they can't be called foreign terror organizations in their mind, but they're trying to use fear and intimidation and terrorism to make the population obey and to make the government officials 
uh, do what they want, which I think makes them foreign terror organizations or deserving of that designation. I don't think all cartels are deserving of that, even though someone can say, well, look what this one did, look what that one did. Um, I think we have to be very careful and we have to parse that uh, you know, very surgically. We have to be very careful because if we, if we were to declare every cartel in Mexico as a foreign terror org or treat them all that way, what we would end up with is everyone from Mexico having a legitimate asylum claim in our country, and we would end up with them fleeing. We would end up with economic devastation in Mexico in the short term. So I think that just taking a couple of uh, small factions who are, are the most heinous um, and, and making an example out of them is probably the better way to go. Brandon, all we hear about is the Mexican cartels now, and, and I'm old enough to remember, you know, the, the Colombian cartels and things like that. Are there still cartels south of the border, or they're all just Mexico now? No, there's definitely still cartels in Colombia. I think that's what you're referring to. Uh, but th they're smart, right? They, they mainly got into manufacturing and supplying Mexican cartels and allowing Mexican cartels to, to offend the U.S., you know, and, and deal with trafficking drugs into the U.S. And I think that that primarily has kept them off of our radar uh, while we're focused on the groups who are uh, at our border bringing stuff in. Brandon, I'm hearing that there are some cartels that think that or, or are saying flat out that humans are worth more than drugs. And I, while I'm not a big drug person, I do know that drugs cost a lot of money and they make a lot of really bad people a lot of money. How is it possible a human beings worth more than drugs? Well, specifically, we're talking about the Reynosa faction of the Gulf cartel uh, that's immediately below like McAllen, Texas, all the way roughly, roughly from you know, somewhere between Brownsville and McAllen to Zapata, Texas, and that's their territory. Um, and they have a business model that, that is oftentimes primarily based on, on bringing migrants to our border, people claiming asylum, people, you know, they say, hey, they go to Central America and they say, look, you can go there, it doesn't cost you anything right now, you're gonna owe us 5,000 or $7,500, but you can pay us over several years, you're gonna wire the money back, if you don't pay us, we know where your family is, um, and we're going to get you to the U.S. border. We're going to tell you what to say. And uh, you're going to be allowed to stay there. And then you can work and you can send us money back every two weeks uh, through a land of Aludi or Western Union or a number of other services. And they're finding that for some of them, that makes more money than drugs. And, um, you know, groups who have more access to cocaine, no, they probably make more money from cocaine. But that particular faction of the Gulf, cult Gulf cartel was trafficking methamphetamine, trafficking uh, marijuana, and uh, primarily, and they decided that they're like, hey, wait a minute, we still want to traffic meth, but it's hard to get it across the border. But if we traffic these 30 kids and, and smuggle these 30 kids and bring them to the border and tell them what to say, all the border patrol agents are over there focused on these kids and taking care of the kids. And then we can we can just get our load of dope in another way when the border patrol's busy. So it kind of works hand in hand for them. Uh, very profitable to smuggle human beings to our border, um, and uh, and it also helps their drug business. Brandon, I'm really worried I'm going to regret asking this question, but why so many kids? What do they get out of the kids? If you're bringing in workers, a kid doesn't help you with that, right? Correct. But one of the things that that we saw in the past is that. When children come and they're here alone, and then all of a sudden their parents come six months later, a parent, and says, hey, 
that's my child you have. You can't kick my child out of the country, but you can't, you can't keep me away from my child. And so then we allow the parent in. So the children coming is primarily a mechanism for fam other family members to have a, a foothold in our country at a later date. Okay, final question then. I'm sorry to nerd out on the details. Where does the kid go for the next six months or a year until mom and dad show? Where are these kids living? Well, what we saw before in 2014 was we saw, we saw children get taken into custody, uh, go through HHS and yada yada, and then eventually what happened was the federal government paid family members, paid families uh, who didn't know the kid to, to basically foster these children temporarily uh, until the parents show up and demand to see their kids and what have you. So, so to, they're probably mostly going to end up in U.S. households, or they're going to end up in in the care of churches, um, uh, various churches whose groups make quite a bit of money, actually um, uh, funds for the organization at least, uh, taking care of these kids. Oh. Brandon Darby, you're the best, brother. I appreciate you. It's a mess, buddy. It's a mess, man. Thank you, bud. Thank you. Man. Kids, man. That sucks. All right. We'll be back. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. Uh, these stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com, Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home. But just time means you're going to acquire smells. Whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. How sick and depraved is it at the border? Well, look at this video. 
That's smugglers, human smugglers, essentially slave traffickers, dropping off a three-year-old and five-year-old girl over a 14-foot border wall. That is, it is unreal to me. There are kids out there like that, innocent kids out there living this existence, and, and it's bad down there. So joining me now to talk about that and other things is the sheriff of Pinal County, Arizona, Mark Lamb. Sheriff, I am sure you guys are feeling it down in Arizona. Oh, man, are we ever. It is crazy right now, and this video is indicative of it. That's what kind of nonsense we're dealing with. And, uh, you know, it's frustrating for us that our federal government just continues to open it up even more, or at least their decisions, whether they mean to or not, are only exasperating the problem. Sheriff, what kind of, are, what are you seeing on the ground? You have people traipsing through your county? You have crime going up? Have you seen nothing? What, what is it like personally in your county? So our county is about 60 miles off the border. Um, we have a Native American reservation on the south end of our county that actually extends into Mexico. So as much wall as they've built, that has absolutely helped in other areas, but all it does is funnel more and more trafficking into our county because they come through their uh. reservation where there's only a three-strand barbed wire fence. So every day we go out into the desert, we can find 20, 30 people. Uh, you know, we found up to 49 in one day with our aviation unit. Fortunately, we get majority of the people we get are adult and adult male, military age males. Um, but uh, we see a little bit of everything because we also have the I-8, I-10 corridor in our county. Um, we do a lot of interdiction there. We find we had a vehicle run from us the other day. We ended up uh, finally getting it stopped. We had a sick of dog on the driver and there ended up being seven undocumented aliens in the vehicle. Three of them were children. So we're seeing this every day. Sheriff, I want to I want to pause and talk about the uh, Indian reservation for a moment here. Now, I, they don't have border security. I mean, those poor people, they're on the reservation and they're getting flooded. Are they mad about it? Do they want something done? I'm, I'm guessing that's not a welcome sight on the reservation. You know, they're frustrated with it, too, and they're limited. They only yeah, have so much law enforcement. And what we've had before is we had Border Patrol actively working out there. But now, really what's handcuffed Border Patrol and ICE are the internal policies that they're passing down. They're forward deploying all these people to deal with these children that the cartel are using as pawns and the women and the families. Well, they're tied up at the borders dealing with 15,000 kids. They're leaving wide open these areas like the desert and the uh, in the reservation for the cartel to continue to traffic in humans and drugs. And that's really what this is about. This isn't about immigration anymore. This is about human trafficking and drug trafficking. The cartel's making as much money off of bodies as they are off of drugs, and they're flooding our communities with dangerous drugs like methamphetamine and fentanyl. All the while, we're not doing anything because of, of the rhetoric of this administration uh, and, and the moving around of the, the Border Patrol and the ICE agents it's leaving us so vulnerable. Sheriff, you mentioned you guys are out there apprehending them, and thank you, by the way, for that kind of work. Can you walk me through the details of what happens after you apprehend them? Are they all piled up in your county jail? Or are you taking them to a border facility? What happens after that? You know, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that. It just really depends. You know, sometimes we've been able to work in conjunction with Border Patrol, but lately, their staffing levels, they've been forward deployed, like I said. And so unless they're with us, we don't, we don't have a lot of options because it's not against the law in the state of Arizona to be here illegally. That's a federal crime. And unless Border Patrol is there to take them or ICE comes and gets them, we have to release them. 
And that is embarrassing for me to say. We caught 35 not too long ago. We called Border Patrol. They were busy. ICE was busy. We couldn't, we couldn't do anything with them. We had to release them into our community. No COVID tests, no tests for TB, scabies, any of those things. Uh, and that's frustrating for me as a law enforcement official. Oh, I bet it is. Sheriff, where are they going? I mean, you mentioned the I-10, I-8 corridor there, and I'm well familiar with that system. That system goes everywhere. If they're heading to Cali, if they're heading to... Where are they going? Well, this is an America problem. You know, a lot of people think when we're talking about Arizona and immigration, these folks in the Midwest and in the East Coast think it's not their problem. The fact of the matter is the majority of these people and the drugs that are coming into this country illegally are going to filter throughout the rest of America. They fill buses up every day with illegals. They're sending all across this country, communities in the Midwest, communities on the East Coast. I know sheriffs on the East Coast that have more illegal aliens in their custody and their jail than I do in mine. And that is that should be alarming to America. So this is not an Arizona problem, folks. This is a America problem, which is why I'm so vocal about it. And I hope that the Americans start waking up to the fact that this is a major crisis that the media and the Border Patrol uh, obviously don't want you to know about. Or not Border Patrol, the media and the federal government, excuse me, they don't want you to know about. Sheriff, another thing the media, speaking of them, is selling people on is this idea that everybody who comes across is just some poor, downtrodden farmer just here to just come over here and make a better life for themselves and their family. You are the one on the ground, and you tell us. Is that the case? No, it's not true. I'm not saying there's not good people, but I always use this as an example as well. There are good people that drink and drive, and they get DUIs. They get charged. They get arrested. Uh, Likewise, there are good people trying to come to this country, but it is illegal to come into this country uh, illegally. So what we're doing is is we have a federal government saying, well, we're not going to pay attention to that law. Um, But here's what else you get. You get get, uh, military-age men. You get uh, MS-13 members. You get cartel members coming with them. Just the other day, we had a pursuit. um, 40 miles we pursued this guy. Eventually, he got away, uh, but we got his truck. He came back to get his truck. We dumped his cell phone. He had child pornography on there. And uh, he had been in trouble previously with Border Patrol for smuggling humans and drugs into this country. And here he was back doing it again. This time we got him. He's in jail now. He's on charges of child pornography. And that's a child predator that came into this country preying on not only the children that the cartel are bringing in, like you saw dropped over the fence, but also preying on our kids and our communities. Good grief. Sheriff Mark Lamb, is there anything people can do except for pray for you to help you out down there? Well, we appreciate the prayers. I also started an organization called Protect America Now. It's sheriffs standing together from across this country. We're going to stand up for the rule of law. We're going to stand against bad policies like these, uh, what we're seeing now on the border. And we're going to stand up uh, for the Constitution. You can check it out at americansheriff.com. Come join us, support us. Uh, let's stand together as we, the people and the sheriffs of this country, uh, to fight against this, this, what we're seeing right now. We've got to protect America. Sheriff, good luck out there. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. God bless. That, uh, that was tough to hear, huh? Well, that's the view from the ground. All right, we'll be back.
Joining me now, the host of Drew Hernandez Live, Drew Hernandez. Drew, what what are we looking at there? People just stroll across the border? Yeah, uh, that was Yuma, Arizona, the southern border, a section of the border where there's more than at least 100 yards of incomplete border wall, courtesy of the Biden administration, uh, bringing the construction to an absolute halt. Uh, what this does is obviously people can walk across uh, the southern border, but what this does is it does fund the criminal cartels that are on the other side in Mexico. It literally is a black market Uber service uh, where these people, these desperate people, they pay thousands of dollars to the cartels to be human trafficked uh, and dropped off on the southern border on the Mexico side, and they're instructed to go across. And notice this, Biden in his press conference literally said, he literally lied through his teeth and said that the migrants are not getting across the southern border. The footage doesn't lie, your eyes are not lying to you, the president is lying to you. They are getting across the southern border, they are being apprehended, and these people are being human smuggled. And latest reports, uh, estimates were that these cartel organizations, these human smugglers are making around $14 million a day. Uh, these people are human commodities uh, and the Biden administration will not even call it a crisis as of yet. Drew, do we have any idea, how do, the, how do these people get that kind of money? Clearly they're poor, they wouldn't be making the trip. How do they have thousands of dollars to shell out to some cartel scumbag? I'm glad you asked that. This is why it's a problem on both sides. The criminal cartels, they operate in Mexico, in Central America, they operate worldwide, but they do operate uh, in the United States. They are an organized crime organization. They have legitimate businesses uh, here in the United States. Uh, anything you could think of where an undocumented uh, immigrant that doesn't speak English could work at, right? A car dealership that could get paid under the table, construction, a pool business, gardening, for instance. Uh, I'm not saying every single one of these businesses are owned by cartels, but they do own them in the United States. So to answer your question, uh, let's say a migrant mother gets charged nine grand, right, uh, on the Mexican side of the border. Like you said, Jesse, they don't have this money. Do they just pull it out of their back pocket? Absolutely not. What these cartels do is they organize bank accounts. This is confirmed by Border Patrol. I've interviewed many of them and they all have the same story. The cartels will organize bank accounts, rounding numbers, accounting, checking numbers in the United States. So they recruit them, they get caught, they get released, and they get sent to these cartels to work in their businesses making peanuts, not minimum wage, Jesse. They're not making good money, they're making peanuts. So they're enslaved to the cartels in the United States paying off a debt their entire lives. And if they don't follow suit, I think we know what happens to them because they're undocumented and there's really no voice for them to speak out because they have no papers, they have no ability, they have no voice, they are indebted to the criminal cartels. And a border patrol agent put it to me this way, Jesse. He said, these desperate families, they literally have to decide whether they're gonna make a deal with the devil, meaning the cartels or not for freedom. And it's a very, very sad situation. Oh, that is just unspeakably bad. Drew, is the Border Patrol overwhelmed? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, when I first showed up uh, here uh, in Yuma, uh, that's the first thing I asked him. And I said, you know what, sir, I don't mean any disrespect, uh, but I'm sitting here and I'm watching everything that's happening. Uh, you guys make an apprehension here at the border and I see other people coming across the border like a little further down because it's completely open. Uh, and I said, you know, it seems like you guys are outnumbered out here. No disrespect, sir. I appreciate what you do. But based upon my observation, that's what I'm seeing. And he said, no, you're 100% absolutely correct. 
And part of that, uh, Jesse, to give to give you some uh, uh, some some nuance here is the border patrol agents, whenever they encounter a family at the border, this is what he told me: they're not allowed to leave them by themselves. They have to apprehend them, especially if there's children. So once they come into contact with them and they get sent across the southern border into the United States, they cannot leave them unsupervised. They have to, by law, deal with them. So what that does is if a family's coming over and the border patrol on this section, let's say there's like eight border patrol agents uh, to cover a span of 10 miles. This happens, right? Uh, and a family comes through, they have to deal with that family. And if another, let's say some single males that are not a family come through another open section, incomplete uh, section of the border, they come straight through the border and that's how the cartels network and work. It's insane. The border Drew, is such I, a mess. Again, I, I, hope this, hope this, I hope this doesn't sound like a dumb question, but some of these videos I see, some of the stuff you put out there, which is great stuff, by the way, highly recommend people check it out. It looks like, they're trying to get caught. It certainly doesn't look like they're trying to get away. Are they? Was that just my eyes deceiving me? No, they, they, they are instructed to get caught by the cartels because it is a function. It is organized. The cartels want them to get caught because of why? What did Biden reinstate? Catch and release, right? And what did Biden say on the debate stage as he was running for president? We immediately need a surge at the border. And he was directly talking to these Central American migrants that are desperate and hopeless. Biden has engineered this and the cartels take advantage of that. All they see them are as uh, commodities. They're nothing but dollar signs. So the reason why they want to be caught is because of the Biden administration's policies. The catch and release gives them a safe passage into the United States. And it really ends at that, especially when Biden's coming out saying, and he literally does put into, put into practice, we're gonna give 11 million undocumented immigrants in the United States uh, citizenship. What do, what, do, what do you think a desperate immigrant from Honduras hears when they hear those things? They hear freedom, they hear safe passage. Now is their opportune time. Now that orange man is gone and Biden man has been installed, it is now their time. That's how they view these things. And they just take advantage of desperate people. Drew, do we think at some point in time this situation is going to come to a head? Because I, I do. Obviously, we have a crisis building here. And setting aside the human struggle, the human aspect of it, just politically, this thing is not good. Even for Joe Biden, it's not, not good. Even the media can't cover for him for this. But at the same time, they have all this I'm pro-illegal rhetoric. How, how do these two worlds meet? How does this end? Yeah, I think a recent report actually came out that they are projecting this to continue to happen uh, with undocumented uh, migrant children at the border continuing to come by the thousands, I think, for the next seven months. Uh, for the next seven months, that's staggering. That's insane. That's millions of dollars being put into the pockets of criminal cartels. The administration has to not only address this, they have to start to deal with this. They have to start targeting the cartels in the United States, and they have to start targeting them somehow at the southern border, working alongside with Mexico. Think about this. When the Mexican president begins to identify the United States president as the migrant president and begins to blame him for the migrant surge at the southern border, you know you got a problem. So the Biden administration literally has to work alongside of the Mexican government because listen, people aren't gonna tell you this, but I'm gonna tell you this, okay? Because it's the truth. Mexicans, Mexican nationals, they don't like illegal immigration. They hate it. 
They actually hate these people because these people come from these Central American countries. They invade their country. And if they get rejected by the United States, they are now undocumented and stuck in Mexico without any any citizenship, any voice. And actually, some of these migrants end up getting uh, recruited by cartels in Mexico, and they actually get put into rotation in criminal enterprises in Mexico. So this is why you're hearing from the Mexican government, this is a huge problem, and it needs to stop immediately because of these criminal enterprises that get funded by the millions. So, I mean, I don't know what Biden's going to do. I know Cam Harris has been appointed to uh, to save face, in my opinion. I think she's just going to do damage control, uh, control because they caused this problem. They caused it. So now they're going to fix it? No, they're just going to... They're just going to put optics up. I mean, think about what's happening with the media. Ted Cruz went down there with senators, right? Tried to take video inside of the facility. He got suppressed. They were trying to stop him. Some kind of Biden operative was trying to stop him from recording so the optics couldn't come out. Media was actually let into another facility somewhere at the southern border that the Biden administration granted access. And the reporter, I believe it was CBSN, uh, uh, one of those rep uh, agencies, uh, the reporter actually said, she actually corrected the news anchor and said, let me, let, me, let me make this clear. It was controlled access that we were allowed to have into this facility. And it was all clean. It looked all great. It looked like a school. The kids are all playing basketball. All we're going to get, Jesse, from Kam Harris, in my, in, in my opinion, is damage control and optics that they want us to see. And I think for the next seven months, that's all we're going to get. They don't want to fix this. They want this. All they see these people are as the next batch of hot voters for the next election cycles, period. That's all this is. Drew Hernandez, everybody. Thank you, Drew. I appreciate you. Thank you, Bob. All right. We'll be back. Remember this. The next time a politician goes on TV or a press secretary, Next time they go on TV and they talk about how nice we're being to everybody, how well everyone's being treated down on the border. No, 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 no. There aren't, there aren't cages. There's no problems. Everyone, everyone gets three hot meals. You should see these cozy beds we give them. The kids are all playing Monopoly. Look at how fun everything is. That rhetoric, that rhetoric kills people. That rhetoric kills people. Your niceness your nice rhetoric all over the television gets people killed. These politicians, there is a human cost. You remember at the beginning of the show, I showed you an article about a nine-year-old girl dying in the Rio Grande. That is routine. And it is because way too much of this. I'm such a nice guy. Look at how nice we are. Nice, nice, nice. Maybe we should stop being nice and start actually being humane. All right, see ya. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.
Five months have passed since Hamas brutally attacked Israel, launching a vicious war for Israel's very survival. As Israel fights for her existence, so many people around the world, even in America, Israel's greatest ally, have turned their backs on the Israeli people right when they need friends the most. Friends like us. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews is on the ground in Israel, delivering critically needed emergency supplies to those suffering right now. There is an immediate need for essentials like food, medicine, and emergency supplies for hundreds of thousands of suffering Jews. Many cannot return to their homes because of rocket fire in the north from Hezbollah. Israel is in desperate need and that's why I'm partnering with the fellowship today. Every donation is urgently needed. To give to IFCJ, visit supportifcj.org. That's one word supportifcj.org. Your gift will be matched to double in impact and help provide twice the support. Supportifcj.org. God bless and thank you. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hear fascinating animal stories to explore wildlife across the globe in Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife. Starting March 15th, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.